Welcome back to the Don't Stop Me Now podcast. This is Jennifer Levon, your HIV positive podcaster. I'm a little, um, I'm having an allergy attack and this is a little bit of an impromptu podcast, but I felt like I needed to do this while everything is fresh in my head and while I'm feeling really strongly about my reasons for stepping away from social media. Yep, it's time. (laughs) So um, what brought this on, I think what I still will do, just so for those that listen to me here, um, I will still continue my podcast as long as it feels like it's something that I want to do and I still feel like talking about different topics. Um, It's still a good outlet for me. But um, I've just kind of had a whole realization about Instagram and TikTok and YouTube, I guess. I mean, I don't really do YouTube anymore. This podcast always is uploaded to YouTube, but that's pretty much the extent of my YouTube at this point or TikToks that are re-uploaded on YouTube. But um, so this is what happened. (laughs) Last week I was, sorry, my nose has been running like, it's just like water dripping out of my nose. It's been going on all day. It's really annoying. Um, so I had, and this is not going to be a long podcast. I just kind of want to explain where I'm coming from and why I'm doing this now. Um, but anyways, I was on Instagram last week or um, I guess, well, I guess I actually realized this about a month ago. So Simon Rex is somebody that I've followed on Instagram for, I don't know, maybe like in the last year. And he's from like MTV fame and he was in a movie around Christmas time called Red Rocket. He's about my age, a little bit younger, good looking guy, really funny. And um, I just kind of rediscovered him on Instagram sometime in the last year. And I was like, oh, I want to follow him. And he's really fun to follow. And he always has funny things to say. And he's good looking. And there's, you know, there's nothing like a good looking, funny guy. And um, that that's him. And so I always look forward to watching his Instagrams. And he usually did a lot of stories kind of about where he lived. He lives like out on this remote piece of property in Joshua Tree. Um, I don't know if you can find his place, but maybe that's part of the reason why he's not on Instagram anymore. Um, but anyways, he... Um, yeah, he would show like where he lived. It was kind of like he made a one of those, oh, sorry about Finn, one of those small homes, mini homes. Um, I feel like there's another name for it and I'm not saying it the right way. Um, <laughs> but anyways, he had one of the small homes or whatever um, out on this piece of property and it was really nice and he would show that, you know, how he lived and, and all that. Um, But anyways, to get to the point is that all of a sudden I realized that I hadn't seen him on Instagram. I was like, oh my God, that's right. I haven't seen Simon Rex. Huh. I don't think I have. And I thought, well, maybe he's just not showing up on my feed because who knows why? Maybe I've missed a whole lot of stuff. And for some reason, it's just, you know, he hasn't been in front of me. So I look him up and I see that his last post had been in May. And I'm like, what? What the hell? Like, did he die? And I look him up and, you know, of course I have to Google it and see if he died. Of course he didn't die. Um, And then I'm looking in the comments and people are like, hey, dude, you know, are you okay? Where are you? I hope everything's okay. A lot of comments like that on his last post, which had nothing to do with anything. It was just something random. But um, anyways, um, obviously no reply from him. And then a month after I kind of realized he was missing, which ended up being last week, his assistant posted something that just said, hey, everybody, I'm now covering 
Simon Rex's social media account. Um, he is no longer going to be doing social media. He feels it's really unhealthy. And she goes, I kind of have to agree with him. But I'll be just posting if he has anything coming up work-wise through here. And then if there's anything that I need to report to him through his DMs, I'll be periodically checking them as well. But he won't be on Instagram anymore. I was like, whoa. And so... And then a day, so I was like, okay, so there was that. And then like a day later, he did an actual story where he was filming himself and he says, hey, Instagram, you know, I'm, wow, I haven't done this in five months. So it had been five months. And he said, so here's the deal. This is all a joke and it's super unhealthy, all of the social media. And he goes, and it's not real. And it's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed about myself. He's kind of said, everyone's an idiot, including myself. And he said, and I've been doing this for 10 years now, and it's time to stop because I'm just, I'm over it. And he said, what I recommend is that everybody read this book. Um, hold on. I will look it up because I know people will ask. And I did get it on Audible. It's called the 10 reasons why you should get off social media, 10 arguments for deleting your social media accounts right now. And it's by, I can't make the book. Pop. Order to do anything bummer at all. It's by Jaron Lanier, L-A-N-I-E-R. The book was written in 2017, so it doesn't talk about TikTok um, or really Instagram much. It touches more on Twitter and Trump and Facebook. So it's kind of outdated because it's pre-COVID, but it basically covers the same stuff and like how basically all of the stuff is geared toward our dopamine and getting the dopamine hit every time we get something like a new like or somebody following us or any of that. And it's a total numbers game and that we have become completely obsessed with it. So anyways, I think it's a badass move of him because he's a good looking guy. He certainly has like, he's got like almost a million followers. So for him to pull this move and not need to be present constantly on Instagram and know that, you know, it's fine. Well, basically he read this book and I've listened to about three quarters of it. Um, for him to know that like, it, it, this isn't helping his career any by being on Instagram and showing his life and, you know, being funny or saying things that are off color because people, you know, then argue and all of that. Um, I think that it's just a super bold move and I really respect him for doing that. And it inspired me to think about this and like really assess what I'm doing and why I'm doing this. So I um, had this, you know, feeling like, hey, I mean, right away when I saw his post, I felt bad. And I was like, God damn, like, I, I get this. So as I've been listening to the book, and listening to what this author has to say about um, why we're so addicted to our phones and to social media. Okay, so for, for me, it's several reasons I create videos. So I have not only am I addicted to like watching other people's lives, not so much as I am creating my own stuff and seeing how it does. And that is really what's, obs you know, become an obsession to me. And, um, and it plays on my everyday, like, feelings and mood and all of that. And so um, I looked at my screen time. I told my mom, I thought I had like, I remember the number seven coming up hours. And I said, 
it can't be seven hours a week. It's got to be more than that. <laughs> no, it is. It's an average of seven hours a day. And I thought maybe it was, you know, part, partly because I listened to podcasts. And then I looked up what exactly was encompassing my seven hours a day. By the way, on October 16th, I had over 10 hours of screen time. Podcasting doesn't affect it because I do listen to podcasts through the night on my phone. It's when you're actually looking at your phone. So on my one of my worst days recently, which was October 16th, um, it was a Sunday, I had seven plus hours of Instagram screen time, disgusting, and um, two plus hours of TikTok time. So um, just that alone is just gross. Like, what am I doing with my day? You know, what am I, how often, like, how much am I looking at my phone? I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And how is that <coughs> running my day and making me feel? So make sure I don't forget anything here because I had a bunch of notes on this and I didn't want to um, forget anything. Um, so what happened with TikTok it, and, and is part of the reason why this has been like kind of an easy move is that I did lose that TikTok account and I've been trying to regrow that account and I haven't been able to. It's only hit like 30,000 and it's been kind of frustrating and it's like, why is that frustrating? Why do I need to have that account be back where it was? Like I had to really think about why does this even matter? Why do those numbers matter in any way? Because I'm not making money off this. This isn't like I'm gaining any kind of like monetary gain at all. And so this is just about popularity, basically. And in this book, he talks about that, that, you know, it's very human to f want to feel accepted. And the more people accept you, the more you feel good about yourself. It's a total ego thing. And so, yes, of course. And I wasn't like popular growing up. And so this was something crazy that happened to me is that I felt this fame basically from sharing my HIV story and I didn't want to lose it and I wanted it to get bigger and bigger, but it's turned my brain or me into something that I don't like anymore. And so, um, where was I going with that? <laughs> so um, that's part of it. And, you know, just n wanting to see these numbers go higher and higher. So anyways, when my Instagram or my TikTok was taken away from me, that original one, um, in a way, I have talked about this, that it's been sort of a relief because I felt like I couldn't really and I can't like my videos aren't doing anything on the TikTok now that I have. It's and I'm not trying that hard. But what I do put out and I see videos that don't have a lot of effort and they get like so many views and it's like then I'm bummed out when I put out a video that I didn't try that hard on and I get like hardly any views, like really hardly any. Like I'm lucky sometimes if I get 20 or 30 likes um, on TikTok now. Like and that alone in itself, like this whole thing that I'm saying right now that is just all, it, it means nothing. It's so stupid. Like this is what I'm wasting my time thinking about. So giving that up is um, a bit of a relief and... Um, I've already gotten rid of, or I'm trying to get rid of my website, but I can't, I don't know. I did it yesterday. It says I had to like do something with the site and I tried doing it and it spun and spun and spun. And I just looked it up and it's still there trying to get rid of my Twitter, but, um, I don't know the password. So I'm going to have to make up a password, I guess, and or a new password. And then I can deactivate it. Um, Facebook, I don't know because I have a lot of memories on there, pictures that I don't have on phones or anywhere else. So it's like that I'd like to deactivate it. Or make it not possible for anyone to see it. But, you know, there's family and stuff. But I 
just don't think I'll be posting uh, much there. I did post on my regular Jennifer Lee Vaughn Instagram, like a soup that I made yesterday. And then I did post about my animals this morning. Um, so I might, you know, do stuff like that periodically. I just put on my HIV Instagram account that I'm taking a social, well, I put an SM break. I said, I'm taking an SM break indefinitely. And um, I guess my point to all this is, is that no one will miss me. If I didn't miss Simon Rex after four months, and this was somebody that I watched all the time, every single day, no one's going to miss me. No one is waiting for my story every day. And in three days of not saying anything, no one said anything to me. Nobody cares, which is fine. Like, nobody should. People are watching me because they have, they're, they're part of my, I'm in their algorithm. And so they're just kind of doing their homework by watching me because it shows up, you know, and it's, I don't think that anybody's purposely putting my name in and looking at me. Um, unless they randomly find me on TikTok and then want to look at my Instagram or whatever, but like it, like no one's going to miss seeing or hearing from me. And if they need something, so much stuff is already there that I don't really need to talk about it anymore. I feel like I've done my part. I've made my, my name, um, you know, with this HIV thing and it's run its course as far as I'm concerned. I don't really feel part of the HIV community. So I've been fighting that by talking about, down low men. And then that is just like, I'm tired of fighting it because I know what the truth is. I see it all the time. You know, I read these messages that are sent to me. I see who tracks HIV and I know, you know, I get all these backstories, you know, and it's like, it doesn't matter how much I know me trying to share it and prove that is exhausting. And what is it really going to do? Nothing. So I'm just sort of over all of that too. Um, also, I think TikTok has purposely given like this and no other time on social media has there been this way of becoming virally um, known before TikTok. I think that they purposely did that. They give people a taste of what it feels like to feel fame or famous or people to find you and then ask you lots of questions and make you feel important. Again, all very normal as a human to want that attention. It's all part of our ego and it feels good to have people want to know about you and your story and ask you questions. Um, and definitely TikTok has put that out there and made lots of people feel fame where they never knew that they would even get that. I don't, YouTube kind of did that. Obviously YouTube did do that. Um, Instagram has done that in ways too, but TikTok has really, really given so many people this taste of fame. And I think it's made people crazy because I see it with their videos. They'll get that one really big video and then they are just trying constantly to recreate that moment so they can get that dose again of all of the likes and all of the activity. I mean, I know how it feels. I've seen those numbers on my phone go crazy during certain videos and it's an unreal feeling. It's crazy. It's like, oh my God, what is happening? Where is this going? What's going to happen with my life? It really is an insane feeling to see your phone blow up with numbers. And um, it's happened with YouTube videos and it's happened to me with TikTok and it is really, really addicting. And so um, something else happened. Gina too came around with her story and this has bummed me out in a way which is so stupid is that she got a ton of attention for her story and I 
keep like thinking, well, God, if this had happened, if TikTok had been around when I was diagnosed and I put myself out there when I was really sick, then that would have been me. But why, again, why does any of it matter? Because she has like almost a million followers now. And here I've tried so hard for so long to get my numbers higher. And I'm like, really, what has she done? Like, besides just talk about her story, same as me, but she's not, you know, making like, um, it doesn't even matter, but I don't feel like she's trying really hard with these uh, videos. She's just talking a little bit and um, they're getting tons of views. And so this is what happens with creators. We get people that do sort of the same thing and we watch what they're doing and then we see their numbers get way more views than us and it messes us up. It makes us feel bad. And we we try to, you know, figure out what we can do to get some of those numbers back or how do we do what they're doing and that's just all of this is so freaking unhealthy and it's taking so much space in my brain that isn't necessary and it's all fake it's all of this not her but like well I mean kind of like there's filters obviously lots of filters on her um, I use filters too because I don't want people to see how much I've aged I'm 52 and so like even a lot of photos you will see that I don't show my face because I it's like body down because I feel way more comfortable about my body than I do my face and so yeah like everybody's using filters and they act like they don't everybody does and um and that again is just you know it's putting out these these um images that everybody sees and everyone thinks is the norm and now they don't even show that you're using filters when I use gentle uh, glow, which is the one I always use on TikTok. It used to show that I was sh using gentle glow. Now it doesn't even show that I'm using that effect, which is weird because now people just think I naturally have a gentle glow, and I, that I, but I am using a filter. Do I like that it didn't tell people that? Yeah. Yeah, of course I did because I want people to think that's how I naturally look. So again, there's all these filters that are making people think that the standard of beauty is completely different than what it really is. We're not seeing people how they really look. And that messes people up who are generally watching all of this stuff. You know, young women, obviously, our daughters who are growing up watching this stuff thinking like this is how they have to look. Oh my God, I could go on and on about that. It's really depressing. So yeah, everybody's fake. Everybody's fake, truly. And um, I was thinking a lot about um, the van lifers and I follow this divine on the road. And I do enjoy her content, but like today she took this photo holding a cup of coffee, smiling with like a desert setting behind her, looking really perfect and pretty. And it's, you know, for her Instagram. And I'm like, you know, what most likely happened for that photo is that she got a tripod, she put her phone on it, and she filmed herself smiling at the camera. And so no one sees that part of it. And she got the best view of that shot and posted that and acted like this is just her natural part of the morning. Like, who took that photo? I mean, she has a boyfriend, Henry, but to, like, regardless, even if he took it, it's not natural. It was posed. This isn't her normal morning. This isn't how life is. This perfectly posed picture with your perfect cup of coffee. Like, it's creating this whole look that is not normal like this is and and everything you look at on her stuff is perfect and so I know that she has been one of those that has inspired all of these people to try van lifing and to go on the road 
which is basically glorified homelessness and try to live this life where they can, um, you know, vlog from the road and create a career career out of it. And look what happened to Gabby Petito and Brian Laundrie. They like were at each other's throats and he ended up killing her. I mean, I think that they just, it was too much. Like the the stress of like having to put content up that was interesting and perfect. Um, I definitely think played into a lot of their issues that they were having. Um, would this typically lead to somebody killing someone? You know, no, but I mean, obviously this, I know that that had to have played into it. And then like Lee McMillan, who was on, um, um, Oh God, I can't remember the name of her, um, her, uh, YouTube something in Lee. Um, God, she dated Aki and well, Aki's the dog shit. I don't, I can't remember the name of their YouTube channel, but anyways, um, she jumped in front of a train in, in 2020 and you know, her boyfriend and her who had been on the road for several couple years or whatever, they had a very public breakup. She was going to start filming on her own. She was rebuilding out a van or building out a van. Um, so that she could have her own YouTube channel. They were going to split the, I mean, this was all very public. They talked, they had talked about how they were going to split the old YouTube channel. I mean, all of it's so sad, like that they had had this beautiful little life on the road and now they're split and they're in two separate vans and she has a new boyfriend and she's trying to make everything look like it's all perfect with her building out this new van. And, you know, I know what it takes to film for these videos. It's like, I don't make those kind of videos. That's exhausting. Like there's so much that goes into filming. Nobody talks about that. The editing process is insane and adding the music and, you know, editing, making a story out of it, making it about a 10 minute video with, you know, a good beginning. Although it basically has to tell a story. It's a work of art. It really is. And it's so much pressure to like do that once a week. I mean, my God, sometimes that's like, you know, for like a film class, you would have three months to make that perfect little video, but they're trying to pump these things out once a week and it's exhausting. Not to mention that she had trolls constantly on the internet saying awful things to her, which really affected her mental health. And she was really open about that and public about that on her channel. Um, but that definitely played into her jumping in front of a train and killing herself, which is just freaking unreal. And I know they get paid, you know, for advertising and stuff, but still it's, it is really time consuming. And I know like Divine on the Road, the other one I was talking about, Sydney, she used to have a podcast and I was like, I really enjoyed listening to her because she, she talks really fast. I think sometimes when I listen back to myself, I realize I talk really, really fast. Um, I don't mean to, but um, anyways, I really, I, I haven't heard from her on our podcast, nor have I heard from, um, I just got a message that was weird. I never get a message. It's from my stepbrother. How weird. I think it's just a joke. Anyways, um, um, where was I going with that? <laughs> yeah. So there's another, um, there's another, uh, van life couple, um, that I follow Eamon and Beck. And so they had a podcast too. Everybody had podcasts during, you know, COVID. And I really liked listening to both of them and they were both totally into it. And then it just stopped. And Sydney, Divine on the Road, keeps promising that she's going to do it again, but she hasn't done it. And Eamon and Beck have promised that they're going to continue, but they've had some health issues. Um, Beck had cancer, so breast cancer, so they're getting back on the road now. Um, but again, I know Beck tries to show all of the hard things with her life and stuff. I still feel like everything's too flowery. 
Um, and I feel like with Sydney, it's interesting that she was going to keep doing this podcast, but it just stopped, <laughs> just completely stopped because all of this stuff is work. And, you know, they just, for whatever reason, decided not to do it anymore. And here, here, these were people that I really had thought were going to keep these podcasts going for years and years. I mean, <laughs> they both just kind of stopped cold turkey. Um, so yeah, um, people have all these ideas of what, what they want to do and it just, it gets overwhelming for sure. And I have one more reason for wanting to pull myself away from social media. It's because of my ex. And I think that he um, is following me and saying things to me through fake accounts. And I've just had it. So, for example, <laughs> last week I talked about the fact that I'm going to talk about how I feel about Cabanuva because um, I keep talking about it in my podcast, but people seem to not listen or whatever they're not picking up and I'm not annoyed by it but I'm just gonna say like here it is again just so you know this is how I feel about Cabanuva so I put out that podcast the last one that I did just before that and not even you know 10 hours later I get from a fake account on my Instagram hi Jennifer can you talk about Cabanuva in an upcoming podcast and this person without a picture um wrote just like my ex. I know all of his little traits when he writes. He does not capitalize my name. He didn't capitalize HIV, doesn't capitalize Cabanuva. There's no punctuation. It's a run-on sentence, basically. Um, the timing is too perfect that it happened right after I put out my podcast. I could be wrong. Maybe it's not him, but more than likely it is. And it's just to get at me. And it's there's something so unsettling about this person continuing to follow me through social media. And yes, I am speaking to you, Eric. So if uh, this is your thing that you get off on saying stuff to me through social media, you won't have that ability anymore because I'm signing off. So that's another reason for it because my mental health is more important than all of these games that people want to play with me. So yeah, that's the other part of social media is there's so much negativity out there and it really does um, mess with your emotions and your mind and it's just not worth it to him to me anymore i've got enough out there um that i don't need to do anymore i'm i'm done i'm tired of thinking of what i could do next to get another you know viral video or more likes or more people watching and stepping back and looking at it i think there's people that i like want to see if they're looking at my stuff and i'm thinking god they must think i'm fucking crazy when i look back and see how much content I would do on the daily on my Instagram story. Like it's, it's insane. Like it became insane. I was obsessed, totally obsessed. And I know I've talked about it before in the past. Um, but, um, I just didn't stick with it. And I don't know why it might've been because it be was before TikTok or before like things started really blowing up on TikTok for me. And then I just got sucked in again. So, um, but with Instagram, I'm like, yeah, it's all there. And you know, Things like, I'll post something that's um, somewhat sexy or sexual, and there's specific people that will write comments, and it just makes me feel yucky, and then I have to deal with that for the rest of the day or whatever. It gets in my head. I don't, I don't want to deal with that, and um, there's too much communication that I'm having to keep up with with so many different people, and I really, you're so sweet for the people that have written to me, but I, it's overwhelming to me. I've been trying to be good about writing back to people and heart people's comments to me in the DMs and stuff, but I just, 
it's too much time that I'm spending doing that. And um, I really just want to focus more on like the relationships that are like right in front of my face. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, that's about all I have to say about it at the moment. Like I said, um, I will probably still do podcasts here and there when I feel inspired. Um, yeah, I'll check back in in a while and tell you guys how it's going with my social media break. And, um, I think if anything, it's just going to be a good thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody has to do what they have to do. But for me, I just know it was, it's definitely been an unhealthy thing for quite a while. And I just want to go back to being me. And I don't want to think about HIV every two seconds, um, which is what happens when you're doing it on social media so much. It becomes part of your persona. And I just don't want to think about it like that anymore. I just want to be Jennifer without this whole thing um, following me around. So that's that's it for now. And um, I just appreciate everybody that's supported me over the years. And uh, like I said, I'm not like going away, away, but I am taking a break and I don't know, we'll just see how it goes. But more than likely this, um, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to say this will be kind of it for me. Um, yeah. Okay, guys, thanks for listening and um, hope you're all well. Bye-bye. If you'd like to be notified for any of my upcoming podcasts, be sure to subscribe. If you'd like to help this girl out, then please rate, review, and share my show. Thanks, guys.